0: you are now listening to the Funkaholics podcast I don't know you, about you guys, but it's been too long. We have another episode ready for you. And when Mercy hits that, woo, we know Mercy's ready to rock and roll, too. Guys, I have a special guest over here, live in the Funkoholics pod room studio. Uh, yeah. 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 It's, we'll, we'll go with that. But um Guys, we're gonna be talking money in the bank. We are talking what we love, and today we love us some wrestling, and uh, and, and and we've got a wrestler over here right across from me. He's uh, he's staring me eye to eye. He's ready to cut a promo, but before we get into everything, and uh, just uh, just a heads up, guys, because uh, Nando T was not excited for some of the results of the of the money in the bank. Um, there was one match where just, well, we'll get into it, but yeah, uh, that's probably already going to give you a heads up on, uh, on what, what we're going to be getting into. But, uh, guys, I have Mr. Lee back with us for the wrestling family out there that knows him. It is Kirk Fitzpatrick. Keith Fitzpatrick. Keith Fitzpatrick. I'm sorry. I'm I'm excited right now, man. I haven't had my drink. That's the problem. Um, but uh we've got him back welcome back lee hey thanks for having me man oh dude we had a great time for money in the bank oh it was a blast man a lot of cool things that we're talking about and everything and i'm i'm just i'm fired up dude i'm ready to talk there's a lot of stuff that i want to put on the table and uh i definitely am interested in uh what 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 your thoughts are (laughs) overall it wasn't a bad show it wasn't for you
1: know like you call it a b show it was a Pretty damn good shot. I almost think it was
0: almost better than Royal Rumble. I would have to agree with you 100% on that. I would definitely do.
1: I don't know if it was the crowd, because every time they're over in England, the crowd is hot.
0: London showed up. Yeah. They were. And so that's a couple of the topics that I want to get into with you. So before we jump into all of it, uh, what I want to do is I want to give you a cheers, my buddy. Cheers. Uh, Cheers to another great episode. Oh man, so good. Uh yeah, that's I mean, you know what? Let's go ahead and jump into it. So Money in the Bank, uh we ha- and for those of you guys that haven't watched it yet, which you're crazy, I cannot believe you haven't watched it yet, but um you know, we're going to have some spoiler alerts in there, so don't listen to the episode yet until you have watched Money in the Bank and then you can follow along with us. But so, I'm going to go down cbsports.com and we're just going to look at the Money in the Bank card. So, one of the matches that they have here is uh, Cody Rhodes versus Dominic Mysterio. This one was a head-scratcher. Um, it produced. It, yeah. It, it lived up. You know, it was... Uh, the crowd definitely helped. I mean, obviously, you know the you know anytime Cody comes out, the crowd's involved with his intro and um, you know some of the uh, some of the Cody chants and things like that. They did boo the shit out of Dominic, which I love. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Lee, tell me how how when this match got scheduled. What were your first thoughts? How did you feel? How did you feel about it? What was going through your mind?
1: Why? <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> I mean Cody's coming off the thing with Brock, where that that storyline, it was when that started, it was like, why? And then it starts building up, you're like, okay, this is getting good. And then they do this Dominic thing, and I'm like, it just didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. You know, Cody's hot. Why the hell are you putting him in with you Dominic Mysterio (laughs) Dom Dom.
2: Dom
0: Dom. I guess
1: you know. I'd say they kind of delivered what I expected to a point. I think just about everybody that was watching that show expected Brock to show up.
0: I agree. I was thinking that, you know, I was thinking the, that Brock was going to cause Cody to lose.
1: Yeah. We talked about that when it was like, yeah, everybody, you know, Brock's going to come out. Dominic's going to beat Cody, and they're going to build up to SummerSlam. Right. And when Cody just beats Dominic Clean, I'm like, okay, where's Brock's music? Where's Brock's <laughs> yeah. music? It's going to, and it never happened. So it was like, I don't think anybody expected
0: that. I don't think so either. So let me ask you this. Let me throw this at you. Would you have preferred Brock um, intervene and cause Cody to lose? Or were you okay with just a clean win from Cody, which. Either one. Either one. Honestly,
1: I would have been fine with, I think long-term, maybe it makes more sense. Just have Cody, you know, get his, get his win back. As they say, you know, let him right. just wipe the floor with Dom, with Dominic, you know, beat the shit out of him. It's done. Rhea gets to carry Dominic out over her shoulder. Like, <laughs> yeah. Steve, like they do, you know,
2: and,
1: that, and that's another thing too, was not a single women's match no. other than the tag match. Other than the tag. Yeah. That's true. You know, no Charlotte, no Asuka. You know, we have Rhea Ripley's out there as Dom's manager, so basically. Right.
0: Let me ask you this. Do you feel like, I kind of feel like Judgment Day doesn't have a leader anymore. No. Um, I, I still say it to this day, WWE dropped the fucking ball when they pulled Edge out of Judgment Day. Yeah. It's like now we can, st- when they put Finn in there, I was like, Ugh. Here's my problem with the Judgment Day,
1: though. Does Damian Priest get the heat that a heel group should get? Does Finn Balor? The only one in that group that's getting heat is Dominic.
2: Yeah, that's the, true. You
1: know, Rhea Ripley is tre- is cheered like a, like a baby face. She is. Finn Balor is cheered like a baby face. Yeah. Damian is more of a tweener in between. Yeah. The only one who's getting the shit boot out of him is Dominic. Is Dom. He's the only one that makes them a heel group.
0: Right. Well, I mean, if we're talking about like, you know, saving some of these wrestlers careers, I know they made the attempt to do that with Finn because that's obviously why he's in there. But I mean, in all honesty, the one that they saved the most was Dominic. Yeah. Because, I mean, and you can almost say Damien Priest to yeah, him. You to can yeah, you could almost say him. Yeah, Dominic
1: was going. He was, he stalled. Yeah. Being with Ray. And then when he turned on Ray and Edge, I think they kind of dropped the ball with him and Edge.
2: They did. Yeah. You know? I can and, agree. Yeah. And,
1: and him and Ray, just that one match at WrestleMania, it didn't do anything for Dominic. It didn't do anything for Ray.
2: Right.
0: Dominic's still the little
1: pissant, <laughs> shithead asshole.
0: Yeah. You know? <laughs> I I say it to this day, man. I almost kind of feel like Rey Mysterio went and sat down with Vince McMahon and told him, look, I'll sign a lifetime contract with you as long as you put my son out there. Yeah. Which I don't like. It drives me yeah. insane. I still say it to this day. Like, Dominic looks leap years behind where he should be coming from a wrestling legend, you know, yeah. coming from that family.
1: The sad thing about Dominic, though, is he makes a great heel. He does. You know, he's not big.
0: Well, with the Eddie look that they put on him, yeah. too, that drives me insane and that, that much of, more. I think that kind
1: of drags him down a little bit. Yeah. But just being the little, the, the little guy, the heel, the guy who will do anything to win. He doesn't give a shit what the fans think about him. Right. He... If he wasn't Dominic Mysterio and was like, say, you know, Dominic Gutierrez, his real name. Yeah. If he was Dominic Gutierrez and not saddled with the Mysterio name, I think it would have done him better.
0: True. I could definitely see that.
1: He's one who, kind of like Ted DiBiase Jr. Yeah. Who's hurt by his last name. Yeah,
0: that's that's a perfect description of that. Yeah, no, I I, I I like that. I don't see
1: him ever being world champion. I guess I could have seen him as intercontinental champion or U.S. champion, you know.
0: If the two hundred five was still around, I'd be like, oh, okay, <laughs> he'd,
1: be, he'd be cruiserweight champion yeah, already, you know.
0: Yeah, I could see. Yeah, I could definitely see that. And
1: not not being in NXT, not beating the, you know, like Braun Breaker, you know. If he comes in as you know Braun Steiner or whatever, you know, straight from the beginning, he's screwed. Yeah. You, know, Charlotte didn't come in as Charlotte Flair. She came in as Charlotte, and it was a little while before, you know. Hey, this is Ric Flair's daughter. Right. Dominic straight in Dominic Mysterio. Yeah. It, it hurt
0: him. One of the things with Charlotte too, though, is she she came in with a great roster. Like you got yeah. Becky, you got Bailey, you got Sasha. Um, that was such like NXT at that time. whoo, man, it was fire. And then even after they left, um, that was a lot of fire, too. Because, I mean, we had you a had lot Oscar. of it. Yeah, you had Asuka. Um, just a lot of great wrestling. I mean, shit, even Shayna Baszler and Ember Moon fucking had yeah. some amazing matches where I was just like, wow. You know what I mean? Um, so not to get off track, but uh, so I, I was... I kind of understood where WWE was trying to go with... It. I mean, you know, we had these... You know, uh, it's kind of like the way the Usos are right now. You know, we've we've got these family, you know, bloodlines. And, you know, obviously we got Cody and then we've got Dominic. So, I can kind of see what they were doing. I, To me, the only thing that really makes sense in my head is that this was just... Something to buy buy Cody some time, or something to give Brock a little bit of time. You know, while he goes on his vacations and then comes back whenever the fuck he wants to. Um, so I, I think that's all that was. Yeah. Um, I would love for the matchmakers in WWE though just to give Cody a little bit more. Just he needs a little more. He he's he's got a cool storyline, but to this day we still don't even know why the fuck Brock Lesnar attacked him. No. Nah. We kind of have hints when Triple H sat down and patted Cody on the shoulder. You know, it's like, is Triple H pissed with Cody because Cody started AEW when NXT was hot and we had this little Tuesday war going on? Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it, it, we kind of see that, but they're not giving us enough to, for it to be, you know, to be, you know, foolproof. Yeah. So,
1: just a little bit of your, just a reason why. Yeah. We don't know.
0: Exactly. I think
1: that's the worst part is Brock never really said, this is why I did
0: it. <laughs> yeah, he has it. He hasn't he pretty said it pretty much said, all. I
1: did it because I, because I could.
0: Yeah. yeah. Like, just give us something, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even if,
1: even if he says, I did it because I want to beat Roman and I don't want you to beat him. That would make perfect sense booking wise. Yes. I want to beat Roman, not you. Yeah. But then again, he's got to do the same thing. Why didn't he, you know, to Sammy and the Usos though? Yeah, true. But then he could say, "Well, hey, well that's family. That's different." Yeah. But I don't want anybody else. I'm the one that's going to beat Roman. For, yeah. the, for the title,
0: I'm going to be the one to take him down.
1: I'm going to retire. I was you. Know, I am the Universal Champion. I was always Universal Champion. Yeah. I'm retiring the Universal Championship.
0: There you go. It's interesting. So. I heard an interview with Vince McMahon where they told him, "They're like, who's gonna be the dude that stops Roman Reigns?" The only thing that Vince McMahon gave is that he is what he said. He goes, "The person that takes down Roman is gonna be the face of the of WWE for the next ten to twenty years." Yeah. that could be Cody. Does Cody have that much time in him? I think so. You think so? He he hasn't he. He hasn't really had that
1: many matches he in his career. He hasn't. You know, that time in AEW helped only having to wrestle, you know, once every once or once a week or once a month or whatever. Right. I could see him. I could see Jay maybe. I could see Jay. Uses, or Solo. We talked about that. Solo, Solo, yes. I could see
0: Solo being the one to do it. Solo. I don't know if he has the mic skills. So I think he's going to be one that's probably going to need like a Paul Heyman next to him. Um, cause he reminds me of that type of wrestler. Like, you know, he, but he hasn't, had, he speaks through his wrestling, but he
1: hasn't been given really a chance to, to talk.
0: He hasn't cause the way they're building his character, you know yeah. what I mean? Cause like even on NXT, he was very short on words. Um, he was basically just like, get me in the ring and I'll fucking destroy whoever's in there. Um, God, we got to see him at, um, at stand and deliver live in a ladders match. Oh my God. Did that dude show up? Yeah. But, um, one of the things that I was going to say is I like to read the tea leaves with WWE. And when I say tea leaves, I like to see, like, I don't really like to hear what these trash reporters are putting out there and shit like that. And the social media and stuff like that. I kind of watch the money side. And when I say money side, I'm talking about merchandise. So, the reason I kind of believe that Cody could be the face for the next ten to twenty years, um, the shirts are telling me that. Yeah. So, Hulk Hogan and I have both shirts. I can show them as evidence. There's a very cool cartoon comic comic book like drawing of Hulk Hogan, yeah. where he's got the flag stuck in the in the ground, and it's very iconic. It's very usa Mm -hmm. wwe iconic you know what i mean well they got cody with pharaoh doing the same thing so to me i'm just like okay maybe you know maybe you know maybe we're showing this in kind of like a hidden hidden way and letting you know like hey it's coming kind of like the shit that they were doing with the white rabbit with bray wyatt you know what i mean uh but we'll see time will tell uh we're we're gonna see I, i know my uh monday night nitro is gonna be very interesting um, I mean Monday Night Nitro, Rock. <laughs> Monday Night Raw. God, I'm getting, I'm looking. At, sorry, guys, I'm looking at all the stuff on the uh, surrounding the wall and stuff, so I'm getting confused here. But um, there's a lot of WWE nostalgia up on the wall, WCW too. Yeah. But um, so we're not gonna go into the main event yet. We're gonna skip around that one first. So uh, let's go ahead and go into the Let's talk about the women's match. So, Women's Money in the Bank Ladder match, we had Zelina Vega, we had Becky Lynch, we had Zoe Stark, which I'm just going to get I am going to give it to her. Um, she she's going to be something big. I think I really believe that. Yeah. Uh, we had B, uh Bailey, we had IO, and we had Trish Stratus. Trish Stratus was kind of the oddball of yeah. that whole group, but I mean, She showed up. She did all right. Yeah. You know? Cool finish. Yeah, definitely. You're creative. Um, I was going for EO the whole time. Yeah. I've I've been wanting EO to get a push for such a long time since NXT. I was completely... I was so fucking pumped when she showed up to SummerSlam when Bayley brought her and Dakota Kai out. Oh, my God. Like, I was almost in tears because I... I hold WWE very dear in my heart. I've grown up with it and there's no secret about it. But when EO and Dakota and like some of these some of these wrestlers that I grew a strong following for when they were coming up from NXT and then, you know, when Vince decided, oh, I'm gonna start firing people, um, when they were on that list, I was crushed because EO is a fucking amazing talent. Um she lives the gimmick of, um, the, um, oh God, what are they, I'm, I'm going, I'm drawing so many blanks today, but, um, the, uh, how she controls the sky and you know, all those things. Like she's got that, that nickname that goes along with it, which she does. I mean, she's a hell of a high flyer. She does amazing moves. She's got that look. The music is her introduction music is so legit. There's just a lot of great things going on with EO, so yeah, I'm on the EO. I'm on the EO train. It's obvious, but I would say you know the women did show up they for did. this match. It was excellent.
1: I I thought, and I, I think I told you, you I figured it it's either EO or Zoe. Yeah. we like, I, I was like, okay, if Zoe wins, a cool finish would be like the Ellsworth thing where Trish goes up, grabs the briefcase, drops it down to Zoe.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, because you know, Trish doesn't need it.
0: Trish doesn't. You
1: know, that, that would have been a cool finish. The way they did it though, handcuffing, uh, was it Trish and Bailey together, wasn't it?
0: It was Becky or, and Bailey. together. Becky and Bailey.
1: Yeah. yeah, handcuffing them together, inside the ladder, was v- so freaking creative. I was like, this is that. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. was a cool finish. That was
0: definitely you good know, story writing. That, right that there. reminded
1: me. We I think we talked about. It, I remember. Yeah, it was. Uh, there was a ladder match during the in the Thunderdome. Where uh, Sami Zayn handcuffed uh, was it Sami Hard- or Jeff- was it Randy? It was, it was Sammy. It was Sami handcuffed Jeff Hardy to the ladder through his ear.
0: That's right, because he has the gauged ears. Yeah,
1: and that was another. That was kind of akin to that, just a creative finish that you've never seen before. Yeah, I mean, these days to see something you've never seen before, I love it because there's not a lot that hasn't been done. Yeah and seeing something that that's never been done that I loved it. Yeah. I loved that finish and that was the one of the the right person to give it to give it to I think.
0: Definitely. You know? Yeah. They they definitely got it right on that one. I know a lot of the fans because I was looking at social media and I mean before it even started, I know the fans were pushing hard for EO. Um so I kind of believe like, you know, it is EO's time because they kind of been hinting at us too. Her and Bailey have been There's been a little friction going on, Mm -hmm. and Bailey's been making a lot of mistakes, and EO's starting to like watch and be like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Like,
1: and if you if you didn't watch the press conference, go back and watch just the end of their segment with Damian Priest.
2: Yep. Where
1: they get up and Bailey has the contract, has the the briefcase. Yeah. And Eo just kind of looks like Hey, bitch, that's mine. Yeah. And just snatches it away from her and holds it to her. And Bailey's like, oh, sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just the little subtle things like that.
0: And I love that because we can already see where it's going, right? We know that Bailey's not going to be happy under EO's shadow. Because Bailey's always been the one that's, you know, been the face. So that's going to be interesting where the story goes. Yeah. I'm still totally interested to see who Io is going to cash it in on. You know who I want to see her cash (laughs) it in on. Yeah. I would love to see a match between her and Asuka. Asuka's rocking the Kana, you know, character. They just never changed the name, but we know who it is. Yeah. Io and Rhea just doesn't... It would be a great match, but it's not... It doesn't sell me the way that it would be between her and Oscar.
1: You don't think it's going to be the classic cash in where they're they're down, they're beat, cash in, get the easy win.
0: I hope it's not. I hope it's not. I hope I would love to see Oscar destroy somebody. Yeah, and then Eo be like, you know what? I still want some. Like, let's do this shit. Yeah, because I, I think that would it would push Eo up even higher. Knowing that she wrestled Oscar on her, you know, on, on, her, on her best night. Yeah. You know, I would I would love to see that.
1: I could see if it's if it's Asuka, I'd I'd see that. If it's if it is Rhea, I think it'll be when Rhea's down.
0: Absolutely. And
1: I could almost see a scenario where they do that and maybe Dom kinda gets involved. And this could be where they kind of tease the breakup where he acts like he's going to get involved. Doesn't. Yeah. Costs Rhea. Rhea's like, Dom, what the, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my Dom Dom. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there, I mean, there are options with it, but yeah, I'd love to see her and her and Asuka just straightforward balls to the wall. Go for it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I think that would be great. Or shit, just EO tell Asuka straight up like, I'm cashing this shit in, so get ready cuz I can beat you. Yeah, we're going to we're going to throw down in Detroit, you know? Yep. So, we'll see who knows what's going to happen, but I love it. I uh, the women's division is on fire again. Yeah. Um they they're looking very good, so I'm I'm excited. I'm definitely excited to see where all that goes.
1: I think this is the good thing with Vince not being in charge. When Vince was in charge, it was so damn predictable.
0: Yeah.
2: And
1: now that we have Triple H more in charge. You, you can tell where Vince's hand, fingerprints are. Mm-hmm. You can tell where, where they are, where he's having a little bit of influence. And, but in the end, it's all Triple H, and it's unpredictable.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've i been... So, it's funny you say that, Lee, because I literally have co-workers that gamble, and they would call me and they'll be like dude give me the list of your of who's going to win for WWE like the pay-per-views. Did you ever imagine 20 years ago they'd be gambling on <laughs> <Right>. fucking wrestling? <laughs> I'm telling you it goes everywhere. Dude, I had a winning percentage of like probably like 90 to 95%. Like I could
1: when Vince was in charge.
0: Yeah, when Vince was in charge. My buddy was just like, dude, I don't I don't <laughs> like he would even give me a piece. He's like, "Here, bro." <laughs> But now, you know, they'll ask me and I'm like, dude, I don't know. I really don't know. And I'm not even fucking around with you. It was like Triple H and the Riders are doing something totally different. I was like, I'm totally cool with that. Um, it, it's, it's funny when you met Jonathan. Yeah. Jonathan gets frustrated sometimes. And he was just like, dude, like this, like, why is this story taking so long? And why is this and why that? And I said, Jonathan, I go, you got to remember, dude, we were programmed by Vince McMahon. People were getting the belt on a pay-per-view and then they were getting it back. uh, They were getting it back on raw. Like the belts were just changing like underwear. Yeah. I was like, you know, there was no, there was no rhyme or reason to it. It was just, you know, whatever he felt like that fucking day now, you know, and Roman kind of gave us a hint of that at the last pay-per-view or uh, where he said, he's like, we're in the third inning of writing this story guys. Sit back and enjoy it. Yeah. And it's been phenomenal. And we'll know? get
1: into that later, but this that's the best part about this show, I think. Yeah. Was that. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Uh, so we've got the Intercontinental Championship. We've got Gunta versus Matt Riddle. Bro. Uh, <laughs> bro. Uh, I thought it was a good match. Um, I I thought Riddle was going to get a little bit more. I did, too you know that was a squash that was a
1: it was a glorified job match
0: i think it's like uh yeah no perfect yeah i, I think it was riddle kind of just paying his dues for uh going to rehab for a little bit yeah that that <laughs> he
1: he that man has been so the worst thing that could have happened to him was randy orton getting hurt yeah cuz him and orton together rk bro was it was so good. Hilarious. It hey, was good. Randy.
0: Randy.
2: Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that that was good shit. And then just, it was not, I think the most disappointing thing was there wasn't a single chop from Gunther.
0: There wasn't. And that's what
1: he's, that's what he's famous for. Hmm. I don't know if it was just Riddle just didn't want to take it or what it was, but not seeing a single chop from him was such a disappointment, and you could tell the crowd was disappointed.
0: Yeah, I think that was the one match where you could kind of hear like the the crowd kind of that was settling.
1: That was the popcorn match.
0: Yeah, but lo and behold, we got a surprise, and Drew McIntyre's music hit. Yep, and he came in and gave a claymore the fuck you kick that I like to call it because the accidental (laughs) finisher the the accidental finisher um I was excited to see Drew come back in there was a lot of rumors going around that WWE wasn't going to sign him or give him what he wanted and AEW you know it's funny with social media Every time a contract is up in the air or something, because that's the only comparison they got, it's always between AEW and WWE. Yeah. Um, Drew looked awesome. I'm glad he didn't come out in the kilt. I'm glad he wasn't wielding that fucking sword. (laughs) I'm still praying that they take it away from him because that's not the Drew McIntyre that rocks the WWE. The sword
1: jumped the shark when he cut the top rope. Yes. That... That was it. There's nothing more you can do with that sword. It's done. That that was it. That's when that sword should have went away. Okay. He sliced the top rope with it. You. Yeah. That's okay. That was fucking awesome. All right. Sword. Go away. Yeah. Now we want the NXT Drew back. Yes. Who was the badass who.
0: Give me the black leather duster with the hair over part of the face. I'll fucking eat that up all day. That's the yeah. Drew I love, man, yeah. and I think that's the Drew that we need. And and that Drew McIntyre wasn't even necessarily like a like he was an in betweener, like he, you know, like yeah. you said with Damian Priest, he, he's he's is he heel? Is he baby? Like it doesn't matter, no. Nah. You know, he's just he's rocking the shit out of it. That's the Drew McIntyre that I would believe beating Gunther because. Gunther, they're putting him way up there. I mean, the Royal Rumble alone said, you know, where how they feel about this guy, and where they go, and he's a phenomenal athlete. Yeah. I think he's. I would love it. I would love to hear him talk a little bit more. Yeah, um, but he's getting in there, and he's got that character. Where, what's the word I'm looking for? He's he's that he's that character that you love to hate. You know he's um, he's he's definitely something awesome to watch in the ring. You know because he's fucking huge. Like yeah. you said, the chops those are lethal. Um, people love pain. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> they love to watch pain. Um, but yeah, like I said, you know, just give me a little bit more of Gunther. Give me a little bit more on the mic. Let's get to know this dude a little bit more. But yeah, yeah, all around, I think it was you know it was a good match. Like you said, a squash. Um, and then you know Drew came to the rescue. So uh, since we're talking about surprises, let's go ahead and go into the women's tag team championship, and that's Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler versus Liv Morgan and Raquel Rod- Rodriguez. Um, I am just not a fan of Ronda Rousey. So anytime <laughs> she's in the ring, I wanna she, I want to peel my skin. But
1: when she first came in, up to like. The Royal Rumble before COVID-19, 2020, what was it? Yeah, 2020 Royal Rumble. Or no, 2019 Royal Rumble. Up until, not right around that that point, she was great. I loved it. The character was believable. She leaves, goes to have a baby. Yeah. Comes back. She's not the same.
0: She isn't. That's very true.
1: Not She's not, not even... She's not believable anymore. you know oh she's a mother now. she's not believable as the badass anymore
2: mm-hmm.
1: and her promos when she first came in were decent. yeah and now they just it sounds like she's going through the motions. I think you had I don't know if you had said it Saturday it's almost like she's just waiting for her contract to expire mm-hmm. so she can go go into retirement, have her family. And, you know, spend the money, spend the money she's got, you know, she's got more money, you know, probably her great, great grandkids can't even spend all the money she's made. Right. You know, she's not, I just, her heart isn't in it. When she first came to WWE, you could tell she was serious about it. Her heart was in it, but now it's like, all right, all right I'm here.
0: Yeah. You know that 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 makes a lot of sense in what you said. So you know we'll go into it right away. I mean, the match. I my biggest thing with WWE is this putting. We don't have true tag teams. We got it. We got a handful. Yeah. Um, them partnering up people. You know, whoever's in the damn locker room. Like, oh, hey, Liv Raquel, let's put you together. I hate that they put Raquel with so many because she could be doing so much more right now. With Ronda and Shayna, that made sense because they both got the MMA backgrounds. They both came from the same camp, things like that. Yeah. Well, Shayna turns on her, and it makes so much more sense now in my head that, like you were saying, or how we were saying... Ronda's just collecting a check until the contract's over,
1: and that should be the storyline.
0: What better way to walk away and give someone who you've came up with that push?
1: And that if that that should be the storyline where Shane is like, "You're not. Your heart isn't in it. You're not the badass Ronda Rousey who destroyed everybody in UFC. You're not the badass Ronda Rousey who came in the WWE from the beginning and just steamrolled every woman that there was." Yeah. You're not that Ronda Rousey anymore. What happened you've to week, Rowdy? You've gotten weak since you had your baby. Yeah, there's there's the storyline right there. That's it. You just wrote it for him. <laughs> that, if that's not the storyline, I will be disappointed.
0: Yeah, yeah, me too. Because what else could they come up with? You know, I can't think of enough, what other reason is there that any. I does? hope that they're not trying to turn Ronda babyface and have the fans buy into. Maybe feeling sad for her? You know what I mean? She I, almost
1: has to be the baby face though, doesn't she?
0: Yeah, in this scenario
1: she does because of the way Shayna hit her. I mean, get her get her the sympathy. That way when Shayna when Shayna beats her and maybe like a loser leaves match or yeah. retirement match, Rhonda can get kind Contract of the sympathy match. kind of get the sympathy from the crowd on her way out.
0: and then maybe, you know, when she's ready to come back and be, you know, have her heart in it. She's got, you know, if she can do it kind
1: of like Brock, go away for two or three, four years and then come back as the, the surprise. Right. You know, nobody knows she's coming back.
0: Yeah. that's. I can see that. It'll be. Yeah, that's that's not bad. There you go, WWE. Hopefully you're listening <laughs> to the Hogs podcast because we've got a lot of great stories to write for you guys. Um, so guys, uh, Liv Morgan and Raquel, they get the pin. They're your new tag team champions or basically just got their belts back. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest though. Like when they put them back together and Liv came back from the shoulder injury, I was like, they'll still keep it on Ronda and Shayna because they're, you know, they, that's a tag team that got put together. That makes sense. I was kind of pissed off that they took the NXT titles from Isla and um, and Alba Fire. I think those girls are phenomenal together. I love what they were doing in NXT. Now that they brought them in here, and then they took the NXT tag team titles off of them, I'm like what the fuck are you guys doing? Hopefully, they still keep them together and they'll let them work their way up. But um, let's see who do we uh? Well, yeah, let's go ahead and go and. Let's wait on this one. We won't go into this one yet because we got some some interesting ones. Yeah. So, let's go ahead and talk about... Uh, let's go into the men's ladder match. Yeah. So, we had Ricochet, Shin- Shinsuke Nakamura, L.A. Knight. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> Uh, we had Santos Escobar who was dressed like a Mayan or I don't know something. He came out with a with some interesting uh ring attire and face makeup. Uh then we had Butch. Um, and then we had Damian Priest and Logan Paul. Dude, <laughs> dude.
2: They were
1: they were shitting on Logan Paul, weren't they? They were.
0: <laughs> I was loving every moment of oh, it. Oh man, they they were not fans of his did you notice when he was walking out they were giving him the finger literally reaching over the rails to like make it a point like dude that was ecw
1: vibes there yeah
0: it really was but dude (laughs) as much as they
1: hated him they loved la night
0: oh yeah it was a very la night crowd and we kind of saw that on smackdown because when he came out, oh, my God, he was crowd controlling and everything. Yeah. Um, there was a report that I was reading. Kevin Nash has decided that he wants to uh, start some shit. I don't know where it's going to go. But he was like, this L.A. night dude is a carbon copy of The Rock. And I'm over it. I, <sighs> I don't... There's a little bit, but... He's not I mean all he's using right now is let me talk to you LA night and then yeah The Rock had a million more times shit than that. I don't understand where Kevin Nash is coming from, but whatever. <laughs> he's maybe he's uh maybe he just wants to get uh, get his and, name back out there again or grab I mean, put some attention on it. I
1: love Kevin Nash, but what was his gimmick?
0: Big Sexy, that was it. Black Glove, Diesel, or what was the other one? Uh, Oz. (laughs)
2: Yeah, (laughs) when
0: he was at, like, Magician or whatever the fuck it
1: was. (laughs) This was a guy who didn't even have a catchphrase. (laughs) Exactly. Until he got in the NWO, and he just followed Scott Hall's lead. Yeah. I mean, I love Kevin Nash. He's one of the nicest guys I ever got to meet. You know, but... For he, he, what room does he have to talk?
0: I don't know. I mean... A lot of fans were going back... At least ba- LA Knight has more than four moves.
1: True. You know?
0: A lot of fans were going back at him. I mean, obviously, he didn't engage with them, but, I mean, I was looking at it. Obviously, you know, I was pulling all my shit from Twitter, but um, I did look at it, and a lot of fans were like, dude, LA Knight and the Rock or Night and Day, you know? Yeah. They're like... But... It, and a lot of fans are throwing it in they're like yeah you're just mad cuz LA Knights more over than than you were <laughs> and you know what i mean so
1: i don't know just, i don't
0: know about that one but
1: it's just it's kind of it sounds like sour grapes
0: yeah it doesn't make him look good really it doesn't you know it doesn't i mean he he's a legend he should be yeah. He's applauding a, these guys.
1: Yeah, a, two, a two-time Hall of Famer. Yeah. You know, instead of knocking the guy down, tell him, hey, you're taking some parts of The Rock and making it your own. That should be applauded that he can take it and make it his own mm-hmm. where it's not obvious, hey, you're taking shit from him. Yeah. You're taking stuff from The Rock. He's not just taking stuff from The Rock. He's taking stuff from The Rock. He's taking stuff from The Miz. You know the awesome thing? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: How different is (laughs) yeah from awesome? Right. It's not
0: that much different. And let's be honest. I mean, it's for a wrestler in today's era, it's got to be damn near impossible to find your own catch. Yes. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, everything that's been in WWE or just wrestling history alone I mean, let's be honest. I mean, one of the most, one of the moves that I I love and hate the most is the fucking super kick. It's overdone. It's overdone. Everybody's fucking doing it.
1: There's a there's a guy in NXT that improved the super kick. I can't remember his freaking name, but it looks like a move out of freaking Mortal Kombat where he's kind of you know the flying super kick.
2: Oh yeah, I can't like remember. the Johnny Cage kick.
1: Yeah, I can't remember his name. But, okay, this man took took a move and made it
0: better. Are you thinking of Johnny Gargano?
1: No. No? I can't remember his name. It's kind of like Zoe Stark, the way she improved on the cutter. Okay. You know, the backflip into the cutter off yeah. the top rope or the middle rope. When you can take a move that's been overdone and make it better these days—
0: Adam Cole was doing the super kick too. I'm I, trying to think of... I can't
1: remember of, their name. They're in NXT. I can't remember who it current did. wrestler in NXT. Yeah. yeah,
0: Axion. It might be. Could be. Is he wear a mask? Yeah. Could be. It's probably Axion.
1: Yeah. So I mean, like you said, the super kick is overdone.
0: Yeah. It sweet chin music isn't the <laughs> isn't no. what it used to be. And that's what
1: <laughs> you know. It drives me like the, the DDT was the most devastating move. Yeah. You know, Jake Roberts and Jake Roberts and Arn Anderson give the best, greatest DDTs you're ever going to see. Today, the DDT is a high spot. That should have always been a finisher because, dude, if I were to take you and drop you on your on the top, top of your head right now, you're going to be knocked out. Yeah. You're not going to wake up in five (laughs) seconds. Right. You know, (laughs) same thing with the pile driver. Yeah. People have had their necks broken with a pile driver. Yep. It's a fucking high spot. Yeah. The the super kick was a good. If if you kick somebody in the chin the right way, you're going to knock them out. Yeah. Stuff like that shouldn't be high spots. They should be protected and should always be a finisher.
0: I think the only person, the only team that HBK should have been like, you have my blessing, you guys can carry it, is the fucking Usos. Those guys, the way they do that super kick is just that's them really honing in on their craft and like really paying homage you know yes. to a legend um all these other ones like I even get mad too because that's part of Seth Rollins um when he's you know starting yeah. to set up things yeah. um it's I I don't know it it, it we, we won't go down that road no, but <laughs> no, um all around the 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 men's match was great there was a lot of So, uh, we were talking about it. uh, It drives me insane, but I love it so much because it drives me insane. Every time these guys are climbing the fucking ladder or they can't figure out how to open a ladder all of a sudden. I'm like, dude, have you ever been to fucking Home Depot? (laughs) Right? (laughs) Or Lowe's. I better say Lowe's. My wife works Lowe's. How many many fucking matches have you been in where you can't figure out a fucking ladder? Who has not opened up a ladder? Yeah. And then you know they gotta take the look, they gotta you know they give the iconic look up and like oh fuck I gotta then climb this ladder and they gotta now.
1: give the little alligator arm. yeah like, I can't quite reach it we'll <laughs> one climb up step another at another fucking rung yeah
0: one one rung at a time I'm just like oh this drives me insane but it, it's so great because you're just yeah. you're screaming at the fucking TV like get yeah. your fucking ass up there and then, then when they when they finally make it up there. There's a whole new challenge. They got to figure yeah. out how to get the fucking uh, briefcase off the fucking ring. Jack Swagger killed that for everybody else. Yeah. Jack Swagger killed that for everybody. Oh, my God. But, guys, guys when you watch the match, you'll know exactly how exciting oh. it was. And there I,
1: were a couple times where I was like, are they okay?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, that, uh, Logan Paul, ricochet, Logan Paul, and ricochet.
1: Oh, it started off. Logan Paul fucks up. Yeah. You know, they're supposed to land on the top rope and he just totally slips and has to kind of, Oh, I got to climb back up. So
0: ricochet is just like, fuck it. So I'm (laughs) going to say this about Logan Paul. Upper body. He is jacked. Dude needs to stop missing leg day because. When he wrapped his his legs around those ropes, did you see how bad he was struggling yeah. trying to yeah. like to straighten out and to like, you know, kind of settle his base so that him and Ricochet could do that? Yeah. Yeah. He was struggling, man.
1: And Ricochet finally was like, fuck it, you're coming.
0: Yeah, we're going, <laughs> dude. It's already too late. <laughs> I,
1: watching it watching kind of the replays of it, I thought Logan Paul took the worst of it. I think Ricochet took the worst of it because the back of his neck hit that other table.
0: It did. You're and right.
1: Bo- and freaking Logan Paul headfirst through the damn table. I'm like, you can shit on Logan Paul all you want. For a man like him who doesn't need this to volunteer to go through a table to begin with. Right. He gets my respect. Yeah. You know, he's taking it seriously just to be willing to take a table spot, period. That gets my respect. Nice. And the way he took that that particular
0: one. Yeah. That takes balls. So W uh, let's be honest. So and I'll be honest right now. <laughs> I've never liked him, but he is a phenomenal athlete. The 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 Royal Rumble where him and fucking Ricochet jumped oh, from end was- to end and met in the middle, fucking amazing. I don't think they got the opportunity to live up to that because I think people were kind of like watching this match like, what are these guys going to do?
1: I think this match is going to lead up to it, though. Ricochet and Logan, maybe at SummerSlam.
0: I think that would they're be. Gonna a-
1: act, that, that's going to be an awe. When they finally get the chance to do it, that's going to be great.
0: I think it'll be a great match.
1: That might be the match of the night, match of the year candidate, maybe. Because yep. those two, I mean, say what you want about Logan Paul. He takes risks. Yes, that guys who have been wrestling for 10 years aren't going to take.
0: So here's one of my arguments. Look at how this guy has taken to wrestling, and then look where Dom's still at.
1: Exactly. Bad Bunny, same thing. Bad Bunny. Look at what Bad Bunny's doing. And then, again, look at somebody like Dominic, who's wrestling every single night, and he's still not...
0: He's not there.
1: Not there. But yet, Logan Paul is heads and shoulders above Dominic as far as... Ability goes.
0: Oh my god! It just jumped <laughs> in. It just jumped in my head. Dom almost reminds me of one, two, three kid. I was gonna say David Flair. <laughs> I could see that too, David Flair. the The reason that I'm picturing that, remember the remember one, two, three kids, the mullet. Yeah, yeah. I'm starting to see it now. I mean, yeah, we compared <laughs> to Eddie, but I mean
1: doesn't have the charisma
0: though that eddie had oh he'll never have that
1: and one two three kid didn't really have the charisma until the nwo days when he was let go yeah do whatever you want and then he comes back as as x Pac, and yeah you can pretty much do whatever you want
0: well even when razor put him over in that money match and everything (laughs) oh dude that (laughs) i mean but I'm I'm kind of I yeah I I mean I could see Dom and one two three kid kind of a little bit of the storyline in there or them like kind of bringing that storyline yeah. back, but but I, as far as
1: far as ability goes, he's David Flair two yeah you know mm-hmm. David Flair didn't shouldn't have been doing what he was doing in WCW got the US title why because he was Flair yeah
0: son. you because know, of who his dad was yeah.
1: And I, I, I see Dom kind of in the same, same position. It's like, if Dominic could have used time in
0: NXT. Absolutely, I would have loved that. And and if he was spending time at the performance center, show me that. Yeah. Let me see some of that footage, because right now I haven't seen any fucking footage. I see Randy Orton's son out there training, and that fucking kid looks awesome. I'll say it right now. There's a bunch of video out there of him. That fucking kid looks ready to go. Yeah. And he, I mean, I think he's only like 17, 18 years old, but he looks really fucking good. Yeah. Um. So there was some moments where I got teased. I thought LA Knight had it. <laughs> And Dude, what about that
1: bump that Butch took onto that ladder? He hit that ladder. Oh, and, yeah, he did. Right in his well, spine on the edge of that ladder.
0: That one that, uh, that, that flip that fucking Ricochet did. I don't, I can't remember well, who, who was laying on the ladder, but Ricochet oh, jumped God. off the ropes, did this like flip in the air and then landed on him perfect. I mean, they, they, were, I, I think it was Santos. I think it was Santos that was laying on the, on the, uh, on the ladder, but. A lot of high-flying going on, which I loved, um, especially when you got those type of wrestlers in there. I think that was kind of like a little bit of the comparison that we gave to the women's division. It's like, when don't have just one high-flyer in there. At least have another. Yeah. Um, because a lot of them were just ground wrestlers, like, you know, Becky, Trish, Bailey, Becky, Trish. Yeah. Zoe's not that much of a high-flyer. Um, you know, so the, the when they're making these matches, you got to... You gotta get throw a little bit more in the pot, you know? When you're when you're making a stew, it's, it's good to have, you know, some things that are familiar. Yeah. But um
1: can't just meet, you gotta have the potatoes yeah, and exactly. the
0: carrots and, <laughs> Yeah. Uh but I mean all in all, it lived up to it. I did not see Damian Priest winning. I in my head I I thought this could be the one where Vince has his fucking hands in it because even the even the fans were crying for it. They're like, dude, please do not fucking give yeah. Logan the fucking briefcase. Like, just I thought it was going to yeah. be him. Give us everybody else. And, I mean, obviously we thought L.A. night. But, you know, the, it, it, again, it goes to Triple H putting something out there that was unexpected. But then when you think about it, you're like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. I get it. Um, You even said it best. Because when I looked at you and I'm like, Damien Priest. And you're like, dude, what if Finn wins tonight and then Damien cashes in? That's a cool storyline. They kind of teased it. They teased it. So, mm. you know, we're it's going to be interesting to see where this goes.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be the start of the breakup of the Judgment Day because Damien's going to be eyeing Finn, and I think Dom's going to be eyeing the briefcase.
0: Yeah. Well, they've WWE's already been teasing us in the storyline of Judgment Day that there's something going on between Damien and Finn. I think it's gonna pour over a little bit more now because I think there's gonna be some jealousy from Finn with Damien holding that briefcase. But then also, there's gonna be some questions that need to be answered where Damien took a step towards, you know, the you know. What with-
1: if there's jealousy between Dom and Damien, and and Aria's looking at Damien like, "Hey, you got the briefcase, champion and champion together." Possibly kind of build up the jealousy with Dom and and Damien like that. I mean there's so many there's so many possibilities with Priest having the briefcase and maybe Finn winning the title at some, right. some point.
0: Well there's also rumors cause they've been teasing they've been teasing uh JD McDonough. I would actually like to see JD McDonough be with judgment day and then finn kind of go on on his own and we get the we get the demon back and we get finn's awesome intro music back i think i think finn is drowning right now and i think he needs out of it but make it a great storyline to get him out of it yeah and i think they're starting to show that so we'll see where that goes like that's some of the things that i love man they're giving us. Like you said, there's different outlets that they could go. Unpredictable. Unpredictable. Like yes. you said, nobody predicted Damian winning. <laughs> uh, speaking of title matches and where this can go, we were just talking about Finn. He had a match against Seth freaking Rollins, and this was for the World Heavyweight Championship. I loved it. I thought it yeah. was great. Um, Finn was keying in on... The the damage that he had already done to Seth, which was the ribs. Um, I love that he was working that. And then, um, lo and behold, like right when it was coming to the end, Finn was going to win. Looked like it. And Damien threw a wrench in there. Yeah, it was a, I liked the finish. You know, it, for, it
1: forwards the, like I said, the jealousy of Finn and Priest. Ben's like, hey, you cost me the match. The priest was like, "No, I didn't. I was trying to help you."
2: Yeah, I you love know? that twist. I was
1: trying to help you. I was trying. I was trying to help you. You, you took it the wrong way, right? You know, everybody <laughs> fucking knows what he was doing, yeah. <laughs> but still, hey, I'm, I didn't mean to cost you the match. Yeah, that wasn't my fault,
0: right? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's making great storytelling. I love it, and. <laughs> And, and I, I I love to see where it's going to go. Yeah, but it kind of
1: in a little way makes uh, Seth look a little bit weak. Which I didn't like that because okay, if, if uh, Seth was the heel that would make sense. But him being kind of a baby face right now is like that makes him look super weak, like He couldn't really beat him on his own? Yeah. Well. But it also kind of forwards the thing. Well, hey, Finn, I beat you once. I would have beat you again had Damien not stuck his nose in
0: it. Yeah. I think, so to me, I think that's like a future storyline. Seth has been pushing. He's been poking Finn and he's been cutting a lot of hot promos where there was even a time where Damian and Finn were in the ring with Seth and Seth looked at, at looked at Damian and he's like well maybe you can do better than what this guy did because this guy didn't even last, you know, a minute as a champion. Yeah. You know? Um I think it could be something that develops for the future and I and I like that idea too. Yeah. Um it's it it's kind of like Seth getting Taste of his own medicine. Because like I said, you know, he kept poking, poking, poking. And he kept telling uh, Finn, like, where's the Finn Balor that I first wrestled? You know, where's, you know, where's that champion? So, yeah. he um he got it. You know, it, it pushed him. Uh, so, now, guys, we are down to the main event. And this is Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa versus the Usos. What? Woo! Man. Oh, I love
1: this long, the long form storylines. This is like a three year story. Yeah. And I'm digging it. I loved the callbacks.
0: Yes. You know,
1: you know, it started with night of champions.
0: I loved how you, how you picked that out too. When you saw that you're like, it
1: started with, you know, night of champions. They turn on Roman where Jay fought Roman for the title at night of champions. It, so the perfect place to start the ball rolling. Yep. You know, all this shit you're going on, you know, I'm loving the way Roman is selling this stuff. You know, you meant you mentioned it, you know, when they broke up the bloodline. You know, when Jay tells Jimmy, You're out of the bloodline. And Roman's back there, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'm out too. And Roman's like, yeah, yeah. Huh? And just just as he changes his facial expression, uh, expression from the smile to, huh, is exactly when when Jay kicks him.
0: Perfect timing. The perfect
1: timing <laughs> for him changing his facial expression from yeah to what the fuck.
0: Yeah, <laughs> what the hell just happened? And the way and, he sells. Oh, the way he sold that double super kick. Jesus,
1: like you were saying, selling it. Yeah, you know, the execution is half of it. But if the guy you're giving it to doesn't sell it like it's a knockout, it doesn't do shit. Roman sold that like he was shot. Yeah. You know, and this whole thing going back. And then in the match, when Roman spears Jay mm-hmm. and pins him. Remember the money in the, the, the match at Night of Champions, Jay against Roman. Jay had him beat. He was kicking the shit out of him. Roman kicks out. With the low blow, yes. What does Jay do to Roman Saturday? Kicks, Kicks out, out with the, the low, low blow. blow. I loved it. I, I I told you right away. Yeah. I said, dude, that's a two or three year callback. Yeah. I fucking loved it.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, and this is one of the things I think having Triple H in charge is we're getting these callbacks from two and three years ago mm-hmm. where, and I. Got to give them credit. I don't know if Cole said it on his own or if it was fed to him to actually bring it up. Yeah. Hey, Roman's done that before. So that's freaking karma. Right? I'm I'm digging it. 100%, <laughs> 100%. And if this does not lead to Jimmy, Jay, or Solo beating Roman for the title, I will be disappointed.
0: I'm with you. It's
1: got to be one of them. And I don't give a shit if it's because The Rock comes down and interferes and costs Roman the title. It's got to be one of the Usos or it's got to be Solo for it to make sense and come full circle.
0: Yeah. I would... So my two candidates would be... My number one candidate would be Jay. Jay took not only a physical beating, but he took a fucking mental beating from Roman. What better way... To show a guy going through... And I'm going to tear a page from uh, Dusty Rhodes.
1: Hard times.
0: Hard times. Hard times makes a hard man. Jay is the number... I would totally be on board with Jay taking out Roman. I hate to say, but probably... The tea leaves that I like to read, those WWE tea leaves, um, it, it could be Solo. I don't know if that'll sell me, though. I I love Solo. I think he's doing a great a great thing right now. I just don't think that he's there yet. But we got to see two glimpses. So we got to see on SmackDown Roman laughing when the Usos were like, you wanna know who our nomination would be for head of the head of the table? He's right there. Yep. And they're staring at Solo. And Roman's fucking cracking up. And, and then he like, looks and he's like Motherfucker. Exactly. Then in the match, Solo gives Roman a look, like, what the fuck are you doing on the floor? Get up. And when Roman tagged himself in. Solo's yes. like Dude, I got this. What the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. Do you not trust me
1: that right? I can handle
0: myself? So it's funny because a lot of people were like, Roman's way too over, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, yeah, but that's great. Because what if we get to see a down and out Roman? And there was a missed where opportunity. Where everyone's destroying him.
1: And I think there might have been a missed opportunity Saturday. What if, while Roman's getting pinned... Here's Solo standing out on the, out on the floor, laughing, like Roman was laughing at
2: him. Yeah,
1: that would have been that's a, I think that's a missed opportunity.
2: Yeah, that I agree. I, I just literally thought of that says,
1: <laughs> that would have fit in with everything that's happened. To Have Solo like <laughs> you think you think that was funny?
0: Yeah, you think you think it was funny that, I'm, that i that I could run things? <laughs> so that could have helped you. Well, one of the things too that's that's kind of giving Jay that push. Is solo Samoan spiked him and Roman speared him and he still fucking kicked out. Yeah. I I think we might, you know, we might it, it it could be coming. I know there's a lot of fans out there, including me, that wanted to see Cody, you know, defeat Roman. Cody was never in the storyline for that. No. <laughs> he was they did kind
1: of build it good where Roman was like. Dusty said I was the son he never had. Yeah. He said I, I I was his best student. Wasn't you, Cody?
0: Yep. Wasn't you? And I and I and I love what they're doing because when we have these conversations, I like to call it locker room talk. But we're sitting there and we're just like, but wait, there was this. But wait, there was that. But wait, the other day there was this. It's. I love that I can't predict what the fuck's going on. Yeah. And I'm just a fan sitting there watching it unfold.
1: That's like my wife was saying. You know, she didn't want to come Saturday. She's like, Roman's always, you know, they're always helping him win. (laughs) I I said, Diana, the Usos aren't helping Roman anywhere. He's fighting them now. (laughs) Yep. And she's like, oh, you think he might lose? (laughs) I was like... You gotta come watch. Yeah. And she popped louder than any of us. She did. When Roman got pinned, <laughs> she jumped off of that sofa, like, yes, finally. <laughs> she was so happy. Yeah. Because and I there were times I'm watching this shit going down. And we're like, you know, he's getting he's losing. And then here they go, Oh, you gotta be, really again?
0: Yeah. Come
1: on,
2: <laughs> really?
0: But and and that's that buildup that I love, though, you know, because I've had that conversation with so many friends. They're like, I'm fucking sick and tired of, yeah. of Roman winning. And I'm like, I was getting tired of watching. Yeah. I'm like, watch what's going on. Yeah. Pay attention to not what's happening in the ring, but what's happening outside of the ring. Yeah. Pay attention to Paul Heyman's facial expressions.
1: Oh, he's a master. He Bobby Heenan and Paul Heyman, yeah, two of the best as far as the <laughs> facial expressions outside of the ring,
0: right? The best. Uh, it's the goats. It's it's when you're paying attention to all those things, it just makes it so much more greater. Yeah, you know, and like I said, like I I, I love that you recognize those things too because you're you're a true fan. I mean, you you know, you're a former wrestler. Yeah, so you know when you're and and that was one of the things that was fun was watching you see those things you know what i mean and then like how we were even talking you're like uh it, it's tough being a former wrestler because you see everything I, you see everything you see the botches you know and shit like that and i'm literally looking at you and i'm like yeah i'm a little obsessed to where i see this shit you know yeah. what i mean and um the one but thing it, but that, it's great though the one
1: thing that drives me nuts and i'm glad it didn't happen saturday is when you can hear them talking and calling out the spots that drives me or see nuts. it nuts
0: yeah yeah
1: that drives me so, and and when you can hear the referee say, "Time to go home," it's like, <laughs> dude, do you not know how to fucking whisper? <laughs> right, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's like you you can you can say, "Go home" without moving moving your lips. Yeah, go home, go home. Yeah, go home, and you can whisper
2: it. Go home. Right. Go home. Don't
1: freaking yell it where everybody in the goddamn <laughs> arena can hear you. But that, that's a that's a rant that I can go into for hours. Yeah. But the Saturday, that main event stole the show. It made the show. Overall, it was a good show. That match made it, I think, a great show. Oh yeah. Almost a WrestleMania level show as far as the outcome.
0: Yeah. It's funny, um, I was I can't remember who I was talking to, but they were like, That match felt kinda long. I'm like No. There was stories being told in there when they were wrestling. You we can't tell a story in 5 minutes. Exactly. That was that
1: God, that match went close to an hour, didn't it? Mhm. 30 to 45 minutes. It to was an a hour? 30 to 45 minute match. Okay. How long does the average, you know, dra- dramatic TV show last? An hour, 45 <sighs> yeah, an hour. 45 minutes without commercials.
2: Mhm.
1: It takes that long to tell the story. There was so much story to be told in that match.
0: Yep. 100%. They, start, they
1: started it out with Sammy and Kevin up in the skybox. Okay. Hey, we're here to watch the the Usos pin pin Roman.
2: Yeah.
0: That's the only reason we're here. Yeah. Yeah, Sammy was literally calling it out. Like, he was screaming at the top of his lungs. He's like, Roman's going down tonight. Yeah.
1: It's happening tonight. Roman's Roman's
0: getting pinned tonight. Yep hasn't happened in three years it's happening tonight see and that plays along into what so kevin and sammy were having like arguments kevin was like i'm like why are you always like hyping them up like why are you always giving so much attention to them and sammy literally told ko in one of the storylines he's like you don't see what i see he's like You
1: weren't in the bloodline. Yeah, he's like see
0: the way Roman's treating them
1: behind the scenes. Well,
0: not only that, but Sammy was saying it like you don't see the Usos where I see them. Like they're they're dangerous, you know. Yeah, and 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 I mean, all of it's pointing to Jay, which I love, you know. Because I mean, even Roman was trying to play that head game with Jay, saying. When we decided that you were gonna be the next head of the table, your brother wasn't on board. What are they doing? All they're doing is building this fucking guy up. I love it. Yeah. It's great. I love it. And I, <laughs> just the whole thing.
1: Like Jay telling Heyman, what are you what are you so happy about? If I'm in you out. Yeah. And Heyman's like, What? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like he's gonna cry. Yeah, and and like even Paul like fucking selling him this low this fu- he's like Jimmy, Whoa. it was my idea
1: for you to be next in line.
0: Yeah. It and was my it was my idea. And guess what I went and did? You've got a title shot tonight for the US title against yeah, Jay, uh, yeah. Austin Theory. Yeah. Jay, Jay still took it and played like, him.
1: I'll ta- I'll take the title match <laughs> yeah. I'll win the title, but you still out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So it's it,
1: it 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 him and Jimmy have come a long way too. They have their promo skills at me weren't weren't the best. That that night when they left the Bloodline, you could feel the emotion in Jimmy. Oh yeah, and in Jay, you know when Jay's yet, you know, just yeah he's screaming. But that was where the screaming promo made sense because. It's passion. You're pissed at your, at your brother. Yeah. right. Like, you're, you're all, you're holding me down. You, all of this is because, because of Roman, all this is because of Roman. And I think you could almost see a little, a little glimmer in his eye when he realizes, oh shit, all of this is because of him. Yeah. We were here first. That's what I want to start hearing. Hey, we were in WWE Roman You weren't even in NXT yet. Yeah. How the hell are you the head of the table when we built the foundation for the house? Right. How can you be the head of the table when the table wouldn't even have a house, have a kitchen to sit in? If we hadn't built this foundation, come in here
0: before you. Yeah. It's... Jay was even calling Roman Joe. Yep. When you would see him like exiting the, when, when all that shit went down, where, when Jimmy kicked him. The expression on Jimmy's face when he kicked Roman, like, you could see it in his face where it was like a sense of relief. That felt so good. Yeah. I'm going to, it felt so good. I'm going to do it again. Yep. You know? And he turns to his brother, hey. Come on. You want to do it? That felt good. Right (laughs) there. It's it. I love it. There's just so much going on. You know what I mean? And 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 I think for the you know, for the the real and I'm and I'll say, you know, the real fans that have patience and they're watching everything that's unfolding and they're seeing like all the little things that are leading up to this big thing. Oh, it's 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 such a treat because we haven't seen that in years.
1: Like my brother stopped watching wrestling. He started watching again because of what's going on with the Bloodline. Because it is such good storytelling. It is. It's you know it's great. It's it's drama. It's that's what wrestling is. It's a man soap. You know, that's what I tell everybody. It's, a, it's an adult. It's a soap opera for adults. a soap opera for men. And every soap opera has a little bit of comedy thrown in mm-hmm. there, but it's a lot of drama, and it should be built up. Over time. Yeah. You know, it's been kind of killed with the, hey, we're swapping the belt like it's, you know. Yeah, we're playing ping say. pong with it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're passing it back and forth. Gunther has been champion for a year. Mm-hmm. Roman's been champion for damn near, what, two, three years? Two,
0: three years now.
1: Yeah, Build, build it up, let it go long. That way, when they do lose, the pop is going to be fantastic mm-hmm. and it's going to mean a hell of a lot more.
0: And we're already showing that the head of the table is not so strong. Yep. Because the Usos won. Without, <laughs> without without his goons behind him. Yep. He ain't shit. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, that's, I mean, in, in, in all storylines in wrestling, these dudes that are up there and that are these major heels, and I'll be honest, when I was never a Roman fan, but... Like when he was the shield and all that, I was like, ah, you guys are cool. I was more, my eyes were more on Seth Rollins. Um, But as Roman started progressing and doing all these other things, I was like, "Eh, this dude just doesn't do nothing for me. Like, I don't, you know, Eh." well, then when head of the table, the needle mover, all this shit. And I, I, I told you, I was like, Lee, the dude, this day, the, the day this dude caught my attention was the day that he caught that fucking promo where he was, like, telling the fans. He's like, I don't fucking need to be here. No. I could be running around the house with my wife naked. But yet, here I am. To please you guys? Like, get the fuck out of here. I was like, this is a Roman that I don't know. Like, yeah. what's, you know, what's going on? And then, the acknowledge me. Even, it it's almost like the stone cold what. You know? It's yeah. It gets used and abused. But... Every time he comes in, sometimes there's some base in it. Sometimes there's some ignorant, like, uh, like he's, uh, not ignorant, but he's, uh, arrogant, arrogant. Thank you. And I love it. Yeah. You know, I'm just, I'm eating it all up and all of that's part of just great storytelling. And then now Roman's been put up there where he's in the conversation with stone cold, the rock, you know all these different wrestlers that we adore so much you know and that we yep. we put on a pedestal time will tell yeah. we're going to see what happens
1: yeah it's it's great and it's like you know everybody called you know he's got to be a be a heel nobody likes him he starts turning a heel the fans start cheering him yeah well what they're doing with this they had to cuz you have you hate it yeah everybody Freaking hates it, and that's what you. That's what they needed. That's what he needed. Yeah, to play the arrogant because he just looks. You know the the long the long hair, the long black hair. You know the kind of the the heartthrob kind of look. Yeah, you know the sex symbol. <laughs> he looks like an arrogant asshole.
0: Yeah, he does.
1: It's the perfect character for him.
0: Even the facial expressions that he does when they're talking and things like that, and. <laughs> You know, the
1: smug smile wise
0: man and just puts out his hand. Yes, my tribal chief, you know, I love you. My Michael tribal chief. Yeah. The mics in the hand or, you know, things like that. Uh, and Paul helmet, Paul Heyman helps sell it so much. Um, One of the other things that I, that I wanted to get to with Roman is, um, shit, I just lost my train of thought. Where was I going with this? The. Everything that's going on with him. Oh, uh, entrances. Entrance music. Yeah. I think that is one of the greatest fucking entrance music I have ever fucking heard. I am a fan of the Brood's music, Stone Cold's music, because it gives you a feeling. Everybody gets that fucking adrenaline rush. That glass broke? When glass breaks, right? I don't know. Were you ever ever in person to see
1: Stone Cold? That glass broke and it was just deafening.
0: Yeah. You and know? then that music hits perfect. Ba-bomb, ba bom ba You know? Um, it's like The, the Undertaker is gone. Harlem Heat's music that didn't give, get a lot yeah. of recognition. You know what I mean? There's a lot of. Uh, NWO Wolfpack. It was a rap song, but it fucking just hit right. That you know what I mean? Hits,
1: you know what's yeah. coming. Even the, one of the Even most. Even Cena.
0: Yeah, Cena's. Yeah, it's 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 a very known. It's it's a very known song. It hits and and yeah, you feel it. Even a very fucking stupid song, like Kurt Angle's. Yeah, one yeah. that you can follow along with, where you're chanting "You suck," and then he can play along with it too. Yeah, you got gold. Yeah, perfect. It's like the the music.
1: It hits. Yeah, the crowd initially pops, and then there there are times where. You get that raw, that pop. Yeah, and then it's like, oh shit, we're supposed to hate him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we were even talking about with Cody. You know yeah. what I mean? The the Kingdom song. I mean, yeah. you know, right when the woe hits, everybody's ready. Well, you you you, you Finn Balor's music was even doing that too. Yeah. Well, you hear the voiceover from Cody's.
1: There's more than one royal family in professional wrestling. Yes. That's like the fans like. Oh. (laughs) Right? It gives you goosebumps just thinking about it. Yeah. And then that music hits and the the crowds they say, yeah, they're singing along to it.
0: Yep. You know? Glorious. Yeah, glorious. Bobby Roode, perfect. Perfect example right there. Mm -hmm. Shit, we were talking about, remember how I was telling you, if I had a wish list of a, or if I had one wish for a wrestler to come back, it wouldn't be a legend, it'd be fucking Enzo Amore. Mm Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times we were inside this house, and the SAWFT would hit. All of yeah. us were fucking yelling. Yeah, you know what I mean. All of us were following along with Enzo. Um, it's it. You have lightning in a bottle, and when you have the crowd following along, it makes it that much more. And that's where we were talking about London showing up because that crowd was fucking rocking. Let's be honest. There's been there's been towns that they go to. Dead, dead. Yeah, you're not getting any getting anything out of them, and it makes the match. They're they're putting on a great match, but because the crowd's disconnected, it's almost like you're disconnected because yeah. you're kind of like, am I seeing something different from That's what why they're it seeing? it kind of
1: bothers me when they say, "Oh, we don't know if uh, the UK can or London can handle WrestleMania. Can they behave themselves?" I'm like. Do you not fucking watch WrestleMania now? Yeah. <laughs> the people come from all over the world. They come from the UK. They come, you know, from Germany it's and Europe global. and Asia to WrestleMania. You're going to tell me if you have WrestleMania in London, the same fucking thing's not going to happen. Just get people from the US flying over to, to the UK. Right? <laughs> Those crowds take over the damn show as it is. Yep. Just give it to them. Let, yeah. him, let them have it. Let them get their, 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 their their taste of it, and if they shit the bed, hey,
0: we don't have to do we, it again.
1: We tried. Yeah. I think the fear is that they're gonna kill it. They're gonna knock it out of the park, and they're gonna have to come back. Yeah. It's gonna have to be where, okay, are they gonna have to rotate it? Okay, we'll come over here this year every five years. We have to come over here now.
2: Yeah. You
1: know. Okay, London got it. Uh, Grayson Waller. Well, Australia's going to want it next. Mm-hmm. Okay, Australia, you're going to have to get WrestleMania.
0: And you know what? In all honesty, it should. Those Aussies, the way they act at soccer games and shit like that, if they take that to a WWE event, well, they had that U.S. Show better step. U.S. better step up. Yeah, that's all I gotta say.
1: They had that show over there, but they they fucked it up with the. Wasn't that the Triple H and Shawn Michaels against Kane and Undertaker match? Oh,
0: yeah, I think they, so. They
1: fucked that up. Yeah. But they showed out. They showed up. You know, Australia showed up. Okay, so they do that. What's going to have to be next? Well, they're going to have to go to Japan.
2: Yeah.
0: Right? Well, would New Japan let them run the Tokyo Dome? <laughs> <laughs> That's you know? kind of a scary thought because when I watch New Japan, I'm like, ooh, this, fro- this crowd's different.
1: It is. Yeah. <laughs> But then you also have, you know, I don't know where, where else could they where else could they go overseas? You know, Japan, Australia, UK, you know, I don't know, could Germany do it, you know? I don't know. Who knows? The I mean there's out there's it's endless. Yeah. You know, why not Mexico? Why couldn't Mexico host a wrestler?
0: Puerto Rico? Puerto, yeah. That one was fucking on point. It was. I mean, even for Even at the press conference, like where they were, you know, kind of doing like the hype where they, I mean, Cody fucking showed up and they were doing the whoa. And I mean, even Cody talked in Spanish and I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. this is fucking fabulous. But even at the arena, I mean, the crowd was fucking rocking. They, they, I mean, I love to see that. I love to hear that when the crowds more involved and engaged, it makes the match that that much more better. Yeah. That's one that was one of my things that I believe that made NXT so fucking amazing. They were playing the to a smaller venue, but that crowd was like it was a fucking big crowd. Yeah. You know. And then when
1: they'd go for the takeovers in Brooklyn, it was special because okay, they're in front of a bigger crowd. Yep. For once, you know, three, four times a year. They get the bigger crowd. Well, then the crowds showed up. Yeah. So, I think they bastardized NXT a little bit
0: when they went live. Oh, that 2.0 bullshit yeah. was... That. I don't know what the fuck Vince was thinking. It was Vince. It, it's like he's almost sadistic enough to where he has no issue with... It wasn't crushing, my it, crushing his company. It wasn't his
1: creation. Yeah,
0: it wasn't his creation, so I'm gonna poo-poo all over it. You know? I, I don't even want to go down that road No, ra- that's a rabbit hole. <laughs> it's another almost another episode. It's almost as bad as that fucking Hitler mustache that he oh, was fucking fuck. rocking for a while. Yeah. <laughs> <So> I was <laughs> like, dude, get, what yeah. the fuck are you doing? Mm. uh But yeah, I he's I, he's Tito ortiz to me. You either love or you hate him. Yeah. I mean I I do love Vince because there was a lot of great times. I mean shit. The storyline between him and fucking Stone Cold alone. Yeah. <laughs> did,
1: is it me or did Triple H kind of get pissed when the reporter asked him about the UFC takeover?
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, he, this isn't a takeover. Yep. UFC takeover. <laughs> I think that, that, that pissed him off a little bit. It did. But, I mean, I will be honest, though. Thank you for stepping up and buying 49% of this company because I would have fucking not watched wrestling ever again. If the Saudis fucking had it, they would have killed it. Yeah. It it. it would have been horrible.
1: It would have been the worst thing that could have happened. Yes. And I think honestly, I think they had, I think the, the money was exchanged. I think the purchase was made. Vince had the money and then they saw the backlash. And then, I honestly think Vince lost money. I think he had to pay the Audis' profit to get it back. You think so? I believe it, hundred percent.
0: Wow. The Audis help.
1: Don't hate. You don't. You don't want to want us to own it. Pay up. Yeah. We we paid you what, whatever it was, four bi- four billion dollars. You give us five. Interesting. That's a theory. Yeah. That I think wouldn't surprise me because the worst thing Vince could have done. I mean, I know he's making, they made a fortune from those,
0: those Saudi shows. I think it was the oh, worst dude.
1: thing he could have done was getting in bed with them.
0: Yeah. Crown jewel. I mean, he gave them a lot. They paid, I have a feeling that they paid more just to get a little piece of the bloodline breaking up.
1: Could be, they made more off of those crown jewel shows than they do off of WrestleMania.
0: Oh yeah. They're
1: made of, they made a fortune. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the biggest mistake. Honestly, think if Vince could go back and redo it, he he wouldn't have done it.
0: Possible, yeah, possibly. Because that was the beginning of the end of of the company. Yeah, I see them. I, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's. I I don't know. I think a lot has to play with the marketing and everything, you know, and them wanting to reach out to everyone because. I mean, what do you see in the very beginning of of WWE? Like, every fucking show before it starts. Then, now, forever, whatever. Um, But, um, the thing that bothers me the most is Vince has all this fucking money. Why was he cutting so much great talent? Like, why did we not keep a lot of that talent that was cut. Yeah, you know Reed. what I mean.
1: Agreed. He wanted to make more money.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm well, obviously we know where some of that money of those contracts was going to. He had yeah. to pay off some side yeah. lawsuits. At, yeah. <laughs> he had to pay some hush money. He had to pay his side pieces. Yeah. So you know, fucking Vince. But Would have been cheaper to hire a hooker. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh Well, you that's know, a ra- that's another
1: rabbit hole. Yeah, that's another that's episode. another rabbit
0: hole. That's a. That's a dark side of the ring that I'm sure that story will be coming out. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, but all in all, Money in the Bank showed up. I gotta say this was one of the better pay per views that I've watched in a very long time. Yeah. Solid um, A. A Yeah.
1: maybe.
0: I'd give it a solid A. I would I would I would leave it right there with a solid. I would've solid said
1: a. I would have said a B until the end. Yeah. It's like you don't you if you, Solo you, and Roman would have won,
0: I would have said a B. I'd be right yeah. there with you. Yeah,
1: you go watch a movie. And it could be a eh, decent movie, but yet if it ends on a high, that's the last thing you remember, right? So that makes it a great movie. Oh yeah, and this was a good show that was made a great show by a great finish.
2: Yeah, you know, definitely.
1: Like WrestleMania three, for example, that was a okay WrestleMania, but what made WrestleMania
0: great? Macho Man
1: Hulk Hogan slamming Andre the oh, Giant.
0: Oh um, yeah. Hulk Hogan slamming Andre the Giant. Yep.
1: Yeah. WrestleMania 4. What makes that? That was a that's a shitty WrestleMania.
0: That was Macho Man and Macho Man winning the belt. And uh Ted DiBiase and Steamboat, right? No,
1: DiBiase. WrestleMania sure? 4. The tournament. Oh, that's right. Well, which one was Macho Man and three? Steamboat? WrestleMania
0: 3. It was 3. Yeah. Okay.
1: That that was the one that the show was down. They bought the show back up. And then it started going down a little bit. Piper beating Adrian Adonis. Brings it up again. Goes down. Well, then Hogan and Andre just yeah set it to the roof. That's right. You know, It's like you can look at a lot of the WrestleManias. Like, the main event made the
0: show. The great thing about those two, though, is they had great buildup. Um, I mean, we had Piper's Pit when... Andre, you know, ripped off the cross and, you know, we had all this drama and all, you know, all the build up completely
1: by accident, by the way, him ripping off the cross was 100% accident. Yeah. And it's another one of those things that something that wasn't supposed to happen happened made a good moment, a iconic moment. Yeah. Him ripping that crucifix off. And scratching Hogan's chest.
0: That's right, because he was bleeding. What
1: what made that segment so good is Roddy Piper. Dude, you're bleeding. Yeah. (laughs) I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it, remembering it as a kid. Yeah. You know, it was like, oh my God, Andre tore Hulk Hogan's shirt off. You're bleeding.
2: (laughs) Yeah. That made it an,
1: an iconic. Every time they show it now, what do they end with? They end it with Piper's. That line from yeah.
0: Roddy Piper. Yep.
1: Which again, that Roddy Piper is on a whole nother.
0: Oh yeah, line. that's a. We'll, we'll get into Roddy one yeah. of these days. Uh. Um, but um, so to kind of jump ship real quick because we are getting low on time. Um, but you sent me a text and you're like, "Dude, did you see what Sting did? Oh my god! Um, I could not believe what I had seen." I didn't know that that had happened, but um, why don't why don't you go into it, Lee, and, and kind of talk to us about that? What what happened?
1: Yeah, it was at the. I say, it was at the pay per view. It was uh, Sting. Sting, no, it was on on Dynamite. It was Sting and Darby against uh, Jericho and uh, Sammy Guevara, and Jericho is on the table, and. Dar- I think or it was Sammy. It was, Jerry, Sammy. Jerry, Jerry, it was, was it Sammy. Sammy on the table. Mm-hmm. And Darby goes up to do the coffin drop. He's up at the top of the ladder. Here comes fucking Sting's like, no, no, no. Let me do it. Yeah. And Darby's like, huh? And Sting's like, I want to do it. And Darby's like, cool. Sting jumps up. I don't know. He just didn't get enough air. But he jumps off and hits him. And his freaking chin smacks the shit out of that table. Yeah. But just the visual of Sting, I was like, he never did stuff like that.
2: Right. He did the
1: balcony jump a couple of years ago through the tables in AEW. Now he's doing this. And I'm like, dude, are you trying to be Terry Funk? <laughs> that's the first thing. I think yeah. that's the first thing that popped in my head. He's like, he's turning into Terry Funk. Yeah. You don't have to do this stuff, but he's like he never got to, he never got to do the stuff like that in his career.
2: That's
0: true. So
1: now that he has the free reign to do what he wants,
0: he's gonna do what he wants. I think Darby plays a little bit with plays a little bit of that too. You know what I mean? I think he sees Darby, you know, doing all this crazy shit, and he's like, yeah, you know what? Maybe, maybe the old man still has a little bit in it, which absolutely scares me because the last time I got to see Sting was was fucking fucking Seth Rollins the next buckle yeah. bomb and that's where steam drops and you know what i mean and i'm like fuck i'm like damn seth you know you need to chill out dude you're you're taking down wrestlers left and right with that one fucking move yeah and they were more worried about the curb stomp and i'm like dude the buckle bomb is like far more worse yeah. than you know but um i think when you showed me that my reaction was more caring, and I love Sting. That I don't want to see him doing crazy shit like that. Me too. But then when I watched it again, I was like, "Fuck, man!" Like it. He
1: was two inches away from it being just holy shit. That was awesome. Man.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: If he would have went one more, maybe one more rung up the ladder, just to get that little extra, yeah, distance, I think it mm-hmm. would have been better. But it wouldn't have been the it wouldn't have been one of those. I'm like Nando, you got to see that. Look at this shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, look at what Sting just did. He almost killed himself.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was scary, man. Like I said, I was I was watching with carrying eyes instead of wrestling eyes. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I mean, Sting gave us a good scare, but you know he's okay. And you he know, finished the it, match and got the pin on the Jericho. There you go. You know that again,
1: and that's another thing that if not for AEW. We never see Sting in Jericho in the ring.
0: Yeah, it would never happen.
1: And that's great. And I know they're eventually building up to Sting retiring. He ain't got much longer.
0: He doesn't. And
1: the question is who's his last match against?
0: I would say Darby. Darby.
1: It's got to be leading to Darby, right? I can't see anybody. Else. I think
0: he. I think he loves the shit out of Darby too. Oh, so what and better he, way? to... He wants to put him over. Exactly. That's
1: his end game is to put Darby over, because Darby's a future world champion. He's got to be a world champion. Oh yeah, coming. You know, that fatal four way match. If you haven't seen it, you know, Dar- it was Darby, Jungle Boy, Sammy, and MJF. That was a fucking awesome four way match.
0: Yeah, I didn't get to see. I don't think I got to see that one. I don't think I did.
1: That was a damn good four-way match, and I think a mistake AEW is making is they're turning Jungle Boy heel. They kind of started started it the last the last show, and I'm not a fan of that because he's just the cat, the Jungle Boy character, the underdog. Yeah, you know, kind of. I know it's been overdone, but he just plays that character so well. And so, what was the point of Luchasaurus turning on him, only for him to turn heel?
2: Yeah. True. But
1: the AEW is doing some good stuff. You know, the, like I said, you know, Darby and Sting together, they've got to be building to them breaking up and it's going to happen. I'm sure sooner rather than later. Yeah. Cause things, he can't be, he ain't got many more matches in him.
0: I don't think so either. He's already
1: moving slower than what you're used to. I say, if not by the end of the year, by this time next year, it'd we'll be all in. Next year is Sting's, like, retirement. Against- yeah,
0: and it, it seems like AEW's been kind of, like, preserving him, too, because, like, when he first came in, I mean, it wasn't... He was like, wrestling every week. Yeah, and then, like, now, you know, we kind of see him, you know, he's more of, like, like in a manager position with Darby, but yeah. still doing matches and shit, but it's just not as many. So, I think they... I, I think you're right. I think they are building it up to that. And, I mean, that, that would be great. It... Darby reminds me of the cemetery match with Sting oh, and Vampiro. Vampiro. Yeah. You know, that it, it, and it's more the face makeup and everything, you know what I mean, and the and the character. Yeah. Not necessarily the body build and everything, you know, cuz Vampiro is a lot bigger dude, but I could see I think that would be great. Yeah. Relive that moment, you know? Um Do it right. Yeah, do it right. So that that could definitely be really cool. I I, yeah. I would love to see that. you too. So we'll see what happens, guys. But uh, Lee, we're at that time, man. It's uh, time again. Time gets away from you when you talk yep. about what you love. Yep. And this is the podcast that talks about what they love. Uh, Lee, is there anything that you want to leave the Funkaholics with before we close up?
1: Mm, I'm trying to think of a good story. And God, there's so many that. Oh shit. You put me on the spot now. I'm trying to...
0: <laughs> Mercy sleeping in her diva bed.
1: Oh, I love that dog. That dog is so amazing. Oh, <laughs> uh, I guess it would be. I met Hulk Hogan once. I was you know got to go backstage. Rudder backstage <laughs> a lot, and you know I get to know the guys. You know just just I just talk to him. Being you know mm-hmm. I'm trying. I'm not fanboying right. And I'm there talking to the big shows. The night I got kicked out of the strip club with the big show. I told that the last time I was here and I'm standing there talking and Hulk Hogan comes walking by. I saw oh, Hulk, Hulk. It's an honor to meet you. I
2: said, Fuck you.
1: <laughs> I'm looking at him. I'm like, what? Fuck you. <laughs> hey, he Terry turns around. Says, What'd you say? And, well, he's a giant time says, dude, dude, no, no. He's cool. Yeah. He's cool. He's not just a mark that got here back, snuck backstage. He's supposed to be. He's cool. He's cool. And Hogan Hogan's like, oh, I'm sorry, brother. I, <laughs> I, I thought you were one of those ones that just sneaks backstage. You're not supposed to be here trying to get a rub off of us.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <And>
1: I'm like, <laughs> Totally okay.
2: sounds like Hulk Hogan, uh, too. Uh,
1: okay. Okay. Um, he says, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, brother. And he always you know, shakes my hand. He's like, I'm kind of in a hurry, too. You know? Yeah. You know, but it's good, good good to meet you man. Good to meet. Nice nice to meet you brother. I'm like, Okay. That turned the big show. I was like, that was weird. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that that's that's Hogan. Yeah. yeah, that's that's Terry. That's the way, you know. Yeah. You know, he gets defensive when people just show up backstage,
2: you know. You're not yeah. supposed to be here.
1: You know, and that was the night too. You remember when Sting came out of the limousine?
2: Yes. Yes.
1: Here's a funny story about that all the fans in the arena had no fucking clue what was going on out in that parking lot. Really? They didn't have video screens in the arena. WCW didn't have video screens. Oh
0: shit. So I here think of you've that.
1: got 10,000 people here. The biggest storyline in the company right now, the biggest happening in a company stings turning heel coming out of the limousine and beating the shit out of Lex Luger. Yeah. Everybody in that arena is like, why is there nothing going on? Yeah. You could tell the announcers were, were reacting to something because you could see fucking Shivani and, and Zabisco and all them st- sitting there, you know, just reacting. Right. And they're like, what the fuck? So I'm standing out there. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, what the fuck's going on? So I go back backstage. I was like, what the fuck's going on? Oh, they just did the angle where Sting came out of the limousine. I'm like. You do realize that nobody out in that fucking arena knows what's going on. (laughs) They didn't find out till they get home. Yeah. That that's what happened. WCW had to give refunds that night because all these fans like we want to know what's that's part of the show. We should know what's going on. Yeah. So that was that that was one of the downsides to WCW. That was was one of the experiences I had then. And that was that that night was one of the reasons was just like the night Nash uh, blonde darted Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Nobody that was in the crowd knew what was going on. So that was one of the, that was, that night was thing was one of the reasons WCW started having to do the video screens because the fans were like,
0: yeah, we're we don't know out. what we're looking at or, yeah, know, yeah, that's, we don't know what's going on. And I mean, there was no cell phones or anything like that. So, you know, there was no, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Damn. That's crazy. Fucking yeah. WCW, man. I know. And I love that show so much. Oh, I love <laughs>
1: I was like, I was in Macon the night Scott Hall came through the crowd.
0: Oh, you know, I'm I'm
1: sitting there looking and I'm like, you know, none of the people next to me, you know, my, my brother's there, you know, we're like, what's going on? Where's the crowd reacting to? I looked down and I was like, that's fucking Razor Ramon. Yeah. The fuck is Razor Ramon doing here?
0: (laughs) Yep. And that was one of the, one of the iconic promos. You know who I am, but you You don't don't know know why why I'm here.
2: here. It's
0: fucking Razor, man. God, it's so good. Oh, man. Well, guys, that's all we got for you today. We are going to be bringing Lee back. We're going to be talking more wrestling. We got so much more to cover. I want to say something about you real quick. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh.
1: Saturday. Everybody, this man right here is one of the most genuine and most generous and nice guys I've ever met. Me and my wife adore Eddie Guerrero. We named our bunny rabbit after him. You know, he was he's our number one, a number one favorite. And my wife had been looking for funk for Eddie Guerrero Funkos. And this man says, Oh, I might have some. <laughs> so he brings her out the Eddie, the Lowrider Funko. You know, it's out of the package. Yeah. And he hands it to my wife and tells her. Well, I says how much he's like no that's my gift to you yeah that right there that I love you forever because you did that for my <laughs> wife and I this this man right here I cannot thank you enough for doing that and then you you had the the other Eddie Funko from WrestleMania twenty and we we weren't I wasn't gonna let you give that we yeah we, we did buy that one from him <laughs> but giving her that that low rider, she. She was, you thought she was kidding. No, Wait, she she's she sleeping, sleeping. <laughs> with it. She, she sleeps with that thing in the bed. Yeah. She loves it. And that, that means so much to me. The fact that six months ago or seven months ago, I had no idea who you are. Right. Today. I know you're a friend for life.
0: That is awesome, man. Yeah. Thank you so much. Ew, eyes are getting a little misty <laughs> there, man. Um, so it goes, it goes twofold, you know what I mean? Um, the The amount of time that you guys spent over at my booth when I first met you guys and the stories that you guys had, absolutely fucking amazing. And for you guys to share that with a stranger, it just says the type of people that you are. Um, knowing the fans that you guys are and everything, and I could see the excitement when you guys talk about Eddie. And then I see how excited your wife gets when she was like, yeah, she's like, yeah, Eddie was, you know, right up there with his arm around me. And, you know, poor Lee was kind of off to the side, <laughs> you know, kind of wondering what the hell just happened. Um, I love those stories. You know what I mean? And. I'm I'm one of those fans, you know what I mean? Like Ultimate Warrior was the next best thing to me. And um, I got blessed by being able to meet his wife. I mean, my dad took me to a Tingly Coliseum event where Ultimate Warrior was running through, and I got to stick my hand out, and he slapped it. Probably didn't wash that hand for a couple of months. <laughs> um, that was like me when I got licked by the bushwhackers. I didn't want to shower. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But being around you guys and, and knowing, and, and it's funny, Jonathan even texted me, and he's just like, dude, Leah and Diana, there are some very fucking cool people. He was excited to meet you guys. I mean... Shit, he was chatting it up with Diana the whole oh, time. Yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm like, you get wrestling's <laughs> going on right now. What's going on here? Yeah, but um, yeah, from the bottom of my heart, man. It it to see how excited she got and everything, and and for you guys to have that, that's all that matters. That that was you paying me. You know what I mean? And it didn't even have to be money, but knowing that it's going to somebody that's going to cherish it as opposed to somebody that's just going to take it and either flip it or do whatever the fuck with it. The meaning's not there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, uh, it, it's been a blessing, man. Having you guys in my life. So,
1: yeah. I mean, I went to that comic con to meet Mick Foley. I'd never imagined that would have made a friend for life. Awesome. You know, that I appreciate it. that. Yeah. Well, but we appreciate everything. And, and I get, we got to say, you know, my my last time on here talking about the Iron Sheik. That hurt when he passed away. Yes. I messaged you right away, and I'm I'm standing there at work crying like a baby, you know. And I miss him. I'll always miss him. I'll always cherish the memories. And I'm glad you get you let me come on here to tell my story before we lost him. I appreciate that. That that means that means a lot too. You letting me come out here and. Tell my stories because I don't have, you know. That was the days where you know the bullshit rule. You can't take pictures to get autographs. Right. I have no pictures. I have no autographs. All I have is the memory. Yeah. And the fact that it's more, you know, it's forever now out there because of your the Funkaholics podcast. That to me that means a lot to me too, and I appreciate that.
0: That is awesome, yeah. man. Thank you and, so much.
1: And and rest in peace, Draws too. We lost Draws yes. this week. Another. Another tragedy. This this has been a pretty shitty year for wrestling. You know, you know, Iron for the Chief. greats, losing yeah, the greats, too, too many this year. But we're here to you know, share the memories. You know that. Oh yeah. Next time I'll talk about the the bushwhackers. You know what what they meant to me growing up as a kid. That was that's another story for another day.
0: We'll definitely keep them alive, man. Yeah. We'll definitely keep them alive, always in our hearts and always in our memories. Yes. Um. That's what we want to leave the the Funkaholics podcast with today. And and guys, I just want to thank you for riding along with us on this. And uh, trust me when I say Lee's going to be back because we're going to be talking a lot more wrestling. I think I might have just found my my wrestling partner right <laughs> over a, here. Am I, am I a Funkaholic now? Uh, we're I, we're pretty damn close, dude. I think you are a Funkaholic. I Sweet. Think, I think we're uh, we might we might be starting a tag team here for uh, for some future episodes just to talk wrestling. Hell yeah! I'm, I've I'm, been I've been looking for that for a long time. So. We'll um. to we'll, we'll... get
1: your buddy in here so I can start chopping something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we got. We definitely got to get Sal in here. Uh, Sal is, uh, Sal gets live man. He he loves the he loves to he lo- once that mic gets in front of him man he, and and Sal is so deep into AEW I could just imagine the conversations you guys will have. Yeah. So it's gonna be it's gonna be good. We're gonna work on that, but um guys I could go on for hours. I am going to uh leave you fired up with yeah get ready! <laughs> get ready woo! and one more fun thing guys before i go down that line but i am going to uh well Lee started off by talking about hulk hogan so here you go after i beat you
1: and satisfy all the hulk i'm gonna get off by cranking your knob
0: that is one of the best promos <laughs> that i ever heard from hulk hogan <laughs> and i will play it until it's dead <laughs> Um, so guys, uh, for those of you that listen on Apple Podcast, five star rating, we love it, it helps. I am not gonna tell you guys, please donate to Patreon because I don't have a Patreon and we do this for free. If you don't give them a
1: five-star rating, I come into your house and I'm gonna chop you 20
0: times. <laughs> there it is. Keith Fitzpatrick is coming, guys. <laughs> he might be coming out of retirement. Um uh if you guys listen on Spotify, everything else, um, just knowing that you're listening and everything guys when i put these posts out here on instagram and you give us a follow feedback we love it we always appreciate it and uh yeah guys we'll be back soon uh mercy well she doesn't have anything to say right now i think she's a she's a little hungry doggo right now so i gotta go feed her i gotta get out of here and we also gotta let lee out of here also so um till next time guys we'll be back very soon